what to do with Advent. You see, Advent is all about waiting, and we don't like to wait. Well, we could do like most people and ignore it, pretend it doesn't exist, but then we'd miss out on something, something that God has for us during this season that begins officially tomorrow. So today, I am here to tell you that Advent is worth the wait. As I already mentioned, Advent is all about waiting. It's a time of waiting, a whole season of waiting. But it's not an empty waiting, like we're supposed to spend just twiddling our thumbs and regularly checking our watches. No, the waiting we do is an active, thoughtful preparation. Advent is a season of preparing, which involves being attentive to what we're doing while we wait and what it is and who it is we're waiting for. Advent is about waiting. You can see it in our lessons for today, in the reading from Isaiah. The prophet cries out to the Lord, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. He wants the Lord to make his name known to his adversaries, that the nations might tremble at his presence. But that visitation to bring judgment upon the enemies of God's people, that, well, that doesn't happen right away, does it? The people have to wait. But the prophet also realizes that God, the Lord is a God who acts for those who wait for him. Faith and patience is called for. The Lord will act in his time. He will deliver his people from their adversaries, just as he has promised. You see, this is a twofold season of waiting. Advent isn't just about the waiting we do before Christmas and the coming of the Christ child. It's also about the waiting we're doing now as we wait for Jesus' return to judge the living and the dead. And it's probably a good thing that the Lord doesn't rend the heavens and come down right away upon those who sin against him. No, really, it's probably a good thing. Because that would mean we would be toast too. Behold, the prophet prays a prayer of confession. You were angry and we sinned. In our sins, we have been a long time. And shall we be saved? We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to take hold of you. You were, we too, you see, excuse me, we too have been in our sins a long time, haven't we? And shall we be saved? It's a good thing the Lord is patient with us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be saved. Our own righteousness, if we were to hang it out on the clothesline, is like dirty laundry, not very pure. And like autumn leaves falling off the trees, we dry up and fall to the ground. Even us religious people ain't all that, as the kids say. We are left then to the Lord's mercy, which is what Isaiah prays for. But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. 
We are all the work of your hand. Be not so terribly angry, O Lord, and remember not iniquity forever. Behold, please look, we are all your people. Advent is supposed to be a time for prayerful, penitential reflection. This then enables us to take a good look at ourselves and to see our polluted garments, our dried up leaf status. We are left with nothing but to plead the Lord for his mercy, which is exactly where the Lord wants us to be. These weeks of waiting help us to do that. That's why Advent is worth the wait. Now let's go to the epistle, the reading from 1 Corinthians. This too is about waiting. As you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, St. Paul says. See, we Christians have to wait for that second coming of Christ. And if they thought they had to wait way back in the first century, how much longer has the church had to wait since then? And now we are into the 21st century. How long, oh Lord, how long? How much longer is this madness going to go on until Christ comes again and straightens everything out? Waiting for that day, while the world spins madly about us, we are in danger of getting sucked into the world's value system and maybe lose our faith. This waiting for Christ to return could be dangerous. Dangerous to our spiritual health. But what does St. Paul say? I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. Ah, there is the grace of God that has been given to us. God's unmerited favor, gifts beyond what we deserve. There is our foundation and it is God's grace in Christ Jesus. You can't beat that. That is the ultimate grace, the ultimate gift, God's gift of his own son to suffer and die for our sins, which Christ did on the cross so that your sins are forgiven. Your guilt is atoned for. This grace enables our waiting. Paul goes on. As you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is encouragement to sustain us in our waiting. If God has gone to the trouble of sending Christ in the first place to make the ultimate sacrifice for your sins and to purchase your salvation, will he not also give you the grace you need to make it to the finish line. Yes, of course he will. Christ himself will sustain you. He will strengthen your drooping knees and your sagging spirits. He will guard and protect you so that you will not fail or fall into sin and lose your faith. Our Lord Jesus Christ is committed to seeing us through. It is in his strength that we wait, not our own. Advent serves as a miniature of our whole life of waiting. It gives us practice in it. And so again, Advent is worth the wait. Then we come to the Holy Gospel for today and Jesus entering Jerusalem. 
we always get this Palm Sunday account on the first Sunday in Advent because it's about Jesus coming as king. And the word Advent actually means coming. And the people of God greeting their arriving king. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest is a great way to start the season of Advent. The coming kingdom of our father David except it came a thousand years after David. Again, waiting. But I tell you, it was worth the wait. Jesus, the long-promised Messiah, came into Jerusalem in order to win our salvation. It came on a truly black Friday, the Friday when the skies turned black and God's own son was left forsaken by his father. As Jesus suffered the due penalty for our sins on that cross, and it took his death to put us in the black forever. The riches of Christ's righteousness have been credited to our account. And that is worth its weight in gold. See, Advent is a season of waiting. We've seen it today and we will see it in the coming weeks as well. John the Baptist serving as the warm-up act, if you will. Getting the crowd ready for the main attraction about to come on stage. John calling us to make straight the way of the Lord as we wait and prepare for him to come. Mary herself had to wait nine months from the time of the Annunciation to the time of the birth. The first Christmas itself didn't even come without a bunch of waiting. My fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, today I am encouraging you to take advantage of this season of waiting. God has a work to do in you this Advent. Don't skip right over it in a frenzy to rush into Christmas. Let Advent be Advent first. I know you've got the world and the culture working against you, but let Advent be Advent. There's some good stuff in store for you this season, some reflective repentance, some quiet prayer away from the masses. Take some time for that. Preparation to welcome your Lord appropriately, both at Christmas and at his second coming. Patience, waiting patiently for the Lord to act in his own time and in his own way, knowing that it is all for our best. That's what Advent is all about, and it's worth the wait. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Create in me. Be right spirit within me, as 